But if I had a text, I would call it the kingdom of God because we are in the kingdom of God. Although we're the church, we are in the kingdom of God. Matthew 13, 44 through 46 says, And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth it, and for joy therefore goeth and selleth all that he hath to buy the field. I want you to note that, okay? Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he hath found one pearl of great price, went and sold all he had and bought it. There's four parables in the book, the 13th chapter of Matthew, where I'm reading. There's a sower of the seed. There's the hidden treasure of the field I've just read to you and the pearl of great price. And then the fourth was casting the net and separating the good fish from the bad. Now, I, I know you're very thankful that I didn't preach on the fourth one because there's different kinds of fish uh, the salmon, which is pronounced salmon, unless you're down south. Uh, that's a good eating fish. Amen. Tastes good. Tuna, that's good. If, you, if you're a bass hunter, I mean, excuse me, not a, a bass fisherman, you, that's what you always want to catch as a bass. Those, those are pretty good fish, but then there's other ones. There's the toadfish. If you touch him, he swells up. Then there's the jellyfish. He has no backbone. Then there's the crawfish. He's always backing up. Then there's the shark that's always attacking and biting anything gets close to him. But there's another fish. I don't know the name of it. I just read this one time. There's a small fish that supports the shark by keeping his teeth clean when he gets through attacking somebody, the shark opens his mouth and these little fish will come in there and clean his teeth for him for the next bite. And I'm sure that none of y'all fit this, neither the catfish, because the catfish eats everything on the bottom. He owns nothing that's good. But I got two parables here, the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price, and, and there's a lot in them. I hope God helps me to preach to you today and uh, express to you what he's put in, in my heart. Uh, we'll start with the 44th verse. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hid in the field, which when a man hath found it, he hideth, and for joy therefore goeth and selleth all he had to buy it. The kingdom of heaven, he said five things here. The kingdom of heaven is a treasure. It's a treasure to us. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm glad I walk with God. And I'm glad more that He walks with me too and He directs my path. It's also a hidden treasure. A lot of people don't know about it. They don't see it. There's people that don't know anything about salvation. That's hard to believe, but there's people in this United States know very little or if anything about our salvation. It's a hidden treasure. It's a treasure found sometimes unexpectedly. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. 
and uh, it affords us great joy. It's, it's just, when, you, when you're down and out, you can still have joy. Amen. Hello? When you're going through trials, you can still have the joy of the Lord in our hearts, and we thank God for that. It's a great value and worth more than all you have, and it will cost you all you have. I'm not talking about your automobile and your house. I'm not even talking about your bank account. I'm talking about your life, the way you live it, and how you think and what you do according to the Word of God. Can you say amen to that? Amen. The first parable, the finder did not know the treasure even exists. I, uh, I've seen people come to church through curiosity. I've read stories. They didn't know anything about salvation. They just walk. I can tell you many stories that I've read, but I'm not going to take up the time where people didn't know anything about salvation. One man I read about who was Jewish was getting ready to rob a store, and it started raining. They had a little storefront church, and he walked in, and, and a message was given out in tongues. Interpretation was, it was in Hebrew. He didn't, know, he didn't know anything about it. Guess what? He gave his heart to Jesus Christ. Going to rob, but he didn't know anything about this treasure. It was hidden to him, and he found it. And there's a lot of people out there that don't know what we know about Jesus Christ, and it's really up to us to try to get this across to them. You never reach a place spiritually that cannot surprise you that God cannot surprise you with more. Some people thank God for salvation. Thank God for being born again. But that is not all it is to it. You just opened the door to the kingdom and came in. God has so much more, and a lot of them are unexpected gifts. Well, we can, uh, it can be salvation gifts, as I said. Uh, we read about and hear about, but we let... Let me assure you there's curtains that hasn't been drawn on Christ in all of our lives. There's things that God has ahead of us that we know nothing about that one day we'll walk into it. Uh, I was talking to my cousin Bill back there about uh, our cousin by marriage, Joanne, and I've, you've heard me talk about it. I think I did maybe two weeks ago, but Never been in church in her life. Raised by alcoholic parents. Come down to the altar. First time she in church, come down to the altar and gave her heart to Jesus Christ. And while she was praying and we was praying with her, guess what? An unexpected gift happened to her that she didn't even know what it was all about till later. God filled her with the Holy Spirit. God has his time and God has his places in our life. Well, after salvation, there's a baptism of fire that we can have. Believe me, God has something buried in our hearts that we know nothing about right now, that one day they'll come alive in us. You may have some things that you don't even believe in, but you find out they are the truth, and God will give it to you. Sometimes we find them in strange and uh, unexpected places. Sometimes we find them in times of trouble. When we're going through trials and tribulations, I'm going to tell you something. You learn more through trouble than you do through blessings. Hello. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, 
now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you might ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Let me read that again and read it slowly. Now unto him, Jesus, that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. 1 Corinthians 2, 8 and 11, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither is entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them to us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And what man knoweth the things of God, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. What I'm emphasizing is the unknown today. The blessings that you've never had. Some that you've never seen. I, I thank God for my Pentecostal experience. Things that I've witnessed. And so I saw a young girl. She's much younger than I am. And, but she's passing, going on to be with the Lord now. Then, then a great revival service, I saw her stand in front of the pulpit and dance in the Spirit of God for three hours. Is that not right, wife? For th never stopped. Try it. Try it for 30 minutes. Something that we never expected to see. God does strange things sometimes. But you know it's God because it's things of impossibility that man cannot do, but God does for us. Can you say amen to that? They're gifts of God. They just happen. You're simply walking through the field of life and you find the unexpected hidden and it amazes you and then you go and you Hide that precious gift where nobody else can get it. And then you go sell everything you got and you go buy the field. And it's yours. That's what God's trying to tell us today. You may be one who finds a treasure, but sometimes you, you can't, ex I don't know, I guess you can unexpectedly be, be blessed and not even know that you've been blessed. You're here today. Some of you come for different reasons. Some come because you just come here to, you know, that's your duty and you belong to church. Some come for the baby dedication. That's wonderful, and I praise God for that. But I'm telling you, God's got more than all this if we would just look to Him and believe in Him. If you ever can find the book called Samuel Morris, by, it's about an uh, African boy Prince Kabu, I'm not going to get into the story, but it, it, just, it just preaches what I'm saying right now. A boy that was captured by another tribe, led up to be hung up to be killed, never heard the name of Jesus in his life. They were going to kill him, and a light shone down from heaven, and the ropes fell off, and he ended up in New York City. It's a long story. But what he did in those few years, he died at 21 years of old age. But if you just read that book and see the unexpected things in his life that can be in your life, 
He saved a Bible college. It was going broke. He, they sent him to this Bible college, and, and he didn't know it was going broke, so he asked them, is there a church of my color? And they said, yes, I want to go there. And they told him how to get there. When he walked in the door, the preacher's walking to the pulpit. He walked right on up and said, my name is Samuel Morris, and I want to say something for the Lord. A revival broke out that went for week after week after week after week after week. Hundreds and hundreds of people were brought to Jesus Christ. They found out he went to this Bible college. People started sending money to the Bible college. Bible college didn't go broke. I'm not talking about some of our Bible colleges we have today. I'm talking about one that really taught the things of God. I'm not trying to be whatever, but nevertheless... Things have changed. The treasure can be transformed, the transforming power of God. It can be a calling of God on your life. It can be life-changing, like it was the Apostle Paul, who was going about to kill the Christians. Did you think when he left Jerusalem with his little army that he was going to have a bright light shine down on him and hear the voice of God speak to him and end up being the greatest apostle Jesus Christ has ever had? Come on. Unexpected. He sold out. He went for God. You can believe it or not, but he was a preacher that never took took up an offering. He worked building tents to support himself while preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, there's one thing we've got to do. We've got to share this with other people. We've got, that's what I'm trying to do t- with us today. We must share our treasure. The second parable said, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. This parable is about those who are seeking and know it's there. The first one didn't know it was there. He happened upon it. But this man knew. He was a merchant. He was looking for pearls. He finds one of unique, uh, finds a unique pearl of great value. He goes, what does he do? Sells everything he's got. Leaves what all he had to obtain what God had showed him, this great treasure. This parable now is different in one way. This man was looking for it. This man was seeking. A lot of people happen upon it, but this man was seeking something great. There's things in front of us that we know that are great with God, and we've got to seek after them. And when we find them, we've got to do as he, this man did. We've got to sell out. The church today is in trouble because we want to keep God and we want to keep the world at the same time, and it just does not work. Amen. We've got to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and then will I receive you. Is what he teaches us today. Hallelujah. We know things. We read it in the Word. 
we, people read all through the Bible about the Holy Spirit, but they don't want none of it. They think they got it all when they come down to be baptized, and that was it. We dedicated a baby today as part of that baby's life, but that's not it. That's not all. And when you get born again, that's the best thing in the world that can happen to you is to know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, but that's not all. He's got gifts for you. He's got positions for you. He's got duties he wants you to do. He wants to sh you to share what other people have got and give up what you got and give to others. Give and it shall be given unto you, shaken down, pressed together, running over, will men give to your bosom. We think that's always talking about a dollar bill. But it's not. It's talking about all things. Give of your time. Give of your effort. God will give it back to you. He'll give it back to you more. Be a blessing to somebody. And God will bless you more than you were a blessing to them. That's what he's talking about today. Above all, as Christians, we should seek the pearl of great price. To the ministers and teachers, the pearl of great price is the knowledge of God's Word and the anointing of the Spirit to preach and teach it. Now, I had something else I wanted to preach. And I'd probably done a better job of it than I'm doing with this one. But this is what God wanted me to preach. And as preachers and teachers, you've got to learn to teach what God wants you to teach, to preach what God wants you to preach. Sing, the singer, the pearl of great price, is the melody of the heart tuned in with God, which brings the anointing while we're worshiping God. It ain't about the letter. It's about the heart. I won't say who it was, but I nudged Dr. K, and I said, I want you to look at that person right there. Man, there wasn't nobody in this room but her and the Holy Spirit during worship service. She was worshiping God. I thought within myself, if we all worship God and got lost in the spirit as she was, what a different service we would have every service. We're here not to receive only, but to give praise and glory unto him. How was the service? Oh, I was really blessed. Well, was God really blessed? I can assure you one thing. If you'll bless him with your worship, he'll bless you in your life. He will not be indebted to us. To the singer, he must sing with the melody of God in his heart. The pearl of great price is anything and everything God has shown us in His Word and revealed to us by His Spirit. We must be asking, seeking, knocking, and looking for the pearl of great price all the time. The other man run up on it. But there's things we need to seek after. We know that it's there. We need to go for it. There's one thing, and I'm closing. I ain't getting away, man. 
There's one thing that both of these parables have in common, and we cannot afford to miss it. Each person sold all that they had to purchase the field, to obtain the treasure, and also the pearl of great price. I wonder how many times that we have stumbled upon the treasure, that unexpected treasure, in a service or during prayer, and we just let it go by. How many times has God spoke to our hearts about certain things, whether we're in church or prayer or wherever we might be, driving down the road? You know, God will ride with you in an automobile. Amen. And that's a whole lot better than your wife riding with you. <laughs> well, she's always getting on me because I'm mad at everybody driving. But he will speak to you. Anywhere at any time, he can speak to you in a dream. He can wake you up in the middle of the night and talk to you. He can show you great things. But you got to be willing to sell out. The rich young ruler came to him and said, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Go sell what you have and give to the poor and come and follow me. And the Bible says he was so disappointed because he was a man of great possessions. I'm going to tell you something. You better listen to what this preacher's saying. If you ain't heard anything else, you better listen to what I'm telling you now. You better turn loose of this world if you're going to get a hold of God. If he's going to lead you and guide you through this life, he ain't going to do it with one hand. You've got to have both hands in his hand and follow him wherever he leads you or wherever he tells you. There's Judas walked with him for three years, sold him for 30 pieces of silver, and never spent a dime of it. And he's in hell today. Because he loved the things of the world more than he loved the things of God. We can't do it. Thousands have heard the gospel preach and walked out of the church. I've seen them come as far as down to the altar and then get up and leave, never come back. Because they think the price is too great. Hello? You know what God's going to take away from you? You listen closely. You know what he's going to take away from you in your life is what you love most here. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about things. Hello? Like ball games. I see a lot of signs that talks about Alabama. I thought the other day when I was riding my bed, I saw at least five or ten. I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful on the back of our cars something about Jesus, that he was number one in our life? Amen. Amen. I'm just here to tell you, no matter the cost, no matter the pain, no matter the suffering, and you're going to go through some suffering to be a Christian, no matter the sacrifice, he's worth it. He's worth it. I got saved right before I turned 19. 
And I hadn't been a perfect Christian, but he's been a perfect God, and he's been a perfect Savior. And when I fell, he picked me up. And when he should have whipped me sometimes, he pats me on the back and says, do better next time. He's that kind of God. He's a loving God. Stand with me, if you will. Christ is worth it all, my friend. Heaven waits. Heaven waits. And hell is enlarging itself every day. You ever think about God is not making a bigger heaven, but he is enlarging hell. Why? Because people don't want to sell out and give to him what he's worth.